Hello and welcome back to Rise Into Radiance. I'm your host, Mandy Rue, and I am so excited to be here with you today. I have been in what I like to call my cocoon era, where I've been really going on a deep dive into my inner world, into the ways in which I show up for myself, how I take care of myself, how I show up for my business, and all of that good stuff. I've also been doing a deep dive and reassessing the ways that I would like to show up and serve my community to serve you and all of that good stuff too. And so needless to say, 2023 was such a rebirth year for me. I really went through quite a few challenging moments. I lost some significant relationships that I'm still grieving that definitely like ripped the ground from underneath my feet. I learned how to rebuild from the ground up, learning how to show up for myself and to really assess how I want to show up for those that I love and how the quality of my relationships, what am I looking for? What kind of community do I want to cultivate? What kind of people do I want to be around? What are the spaces that I want to be in? Are they uplifting and inspiring or draining and unfulfilling? What is my role in all of this? And honestly, that's been the deepest dive that I've been on this year. But also in combination with the personal things that I've been experiencing, I've also been really reassessing my goals as a coach and as a therapist and all of that stuff. So I also started grad school in, what month was it? August? August? (laughs) To be a therapist. And so if you've been following my work for a while, you know that I'm really into healing through the body, yoga, meditation, mental health, and wellness. And I'm also a business and leadership coach. And I love to help practitioners and spiritual entrepreneurs build their business and really live in alignment with their purpose and also to hold trauma-informed accessible spaces and step powerfully into their leadership in a way that doesn't sacrifice their own mental well-being and also truly and deeply uplifts the communities that they're serving. And so as I started grad school to be a therapist, it really drew me in to reassess the ways that I am structuring the work that I'm doing, first off, and also reassess the ways in which I would like to care for my clients. So I feel like I realize that the world of therapy is so much different than the world of coaching. And I think that people really kind of get those mixed up. They're like, oh, well, isn't therapy the same thing? And, you know, aren't we really doing the same thing in the coaching world as we are in therapy and all of these kinds of questions? And I think that once I started grad school, I really realized that there's such a time and place for therapy, especially when you're healing from like trauma and going diving deep into your childhood wounds and really wanting to do that deep inner work which side note I also got a new therapist during this time period that I absolutely love and I'm seeing a lot of really good changes that have really taken me a while to implement uh with different practitioners so I just want to drop 
put it out there that like sometimes you need to kind of look around and find someone that's a really good fit for you and that no matter where you're at in your life that therapy is always a good place to come back to when you need a soft place to land so like there isn't anything necessarily better or worse about therapy or coaching and there's a time and place for everything but with that being said I really realized that I feel that therapy is the place that I'm going to want to dive deeper into as a practitioner to be able to serve my clients on an emotional level to heal through trauma and to do that deep inner work and so as far as my business is right now the main thing that I'm going to be focusing on moving forward is helping entrepreneurs build their soul business and also helping people step into their leadership. And within those two goals are all of the other things that I absolutely love, which is mental wellness and spiritual connection and yoga, meditation. And I'm definitely going to interweave yogic philosophy in with building a business and leadership. And I have some different plans and ideas for trainings that I want to develop and all of that stuff. But the main thing that I'm going to be doing in my business moving forward is helping solopreneurs build their business from the ground up. And I know that, you know, within the context of building a business in and of itself, like there's so much emotional healing that goes into it. And I feel that in my personal journey, I've experienced this firsthand so much. Oh my gosh. Like over the last couple of years that I really took the step to step into entrepreneurship and make it my main priority, I have exponentially grown beyond what I would have initially even began to comprehend. So there's so many things that come along with being a soulful entrepreneur. And I love to guide my clients through the personal development and emotional facets that come up when it comes to building a business. So, you know, you really allow yourself to be seen. You're sharing your work. You're sharing your story. You're building a beautiful online brand. Um, you're working with clients, you're deepening your craft as a practitioner, you're mastering what you're doing and continuing to not only master the actual service and work that you're providing for your clients and the structure of your courses and education and workshops and all of that beautiful, beautiful work that we have the opportunity to do. Like seriously, what a blessing it is that in 2024, we have all of these tools at our fingertips to be able to really creatively go wild and create anything we want to and be able to make a living off of it. Like, what? That is amazing. That is so, still so miraculous to me that we can do that. (laughs) And I think it goes against so much of what we've learned growing up. We're really in a new paradigm uh, when it comes to everything. And With that being said, you're also learning the business strategy. You're learning marketing, messaging, um, sales, enrollments, uh, how to really show up in this way, which requires a lot of inner work and inner growth as well, because your business will only grow as much as your personal development grows. And so 
That's why mindset's so important and nervous system regulation is so important for those of us who are entrepreneurs because there's a lot of times in entrepreneurship where like the core of what we're doing is solving problems and being innovative and taking our experiences as market research and learning from them and continuing to refine our skills rather than taking everything personally and thinking it's about you and that you need to show up differently or that you're not good enough, you don't know enough, all of those self-limiting beliefs that come up for so many newer entrepreneurs and people that have been experienced in entrepreneurship like honestly it's not like there's like this magic wand moment where you're like all right I've got it all figured out now I know everything I need to know about how to do this thing and now it's gonna be perfect like I'm sorry but there is a life is not necessarily like that (laughs) I think was my biggest my biggest realization of how to really integrate like the good and the bad and the suffering and the joy and the bliss and intertwining it all and not necessarily assigning meaning to any particular thing but deepening my capacity to hold it all while stepping into something that really is a dream of mine and something that I've been culminating in my heart since I was younger and I think that's so true for so many of us when we step into entrepreneurship like it is such a sacred process it is literally like you're sharing your heart with the world you're sharing things that you might have been holding inside for years with other humans and you know, and then there's money involved and how do we navigate those things and how do we navigate our ability to create safety within ourselves so that we can also create it in our external reality, like so many different things. And I feel that within all of this, at least for me, it's super important for me to create spaces that are safe for people to heal because there's a lot of which I'm sure if you're listening to my podcast you're in my community you're probably on the lookout for this stuff uh there's a lot of very like fluffy outcome oriented marketing or marketing that kind of basically says like once you once you do this thing or once you buy into this thing that everything is going to be perfect and butterflies and rainbows there's also a lot of that talk when it comes to like spiritual communities in the west particularly that have taken eastern philosophy and kind of watered it down or made it so that it adheres to like colonialist standards of living which is like hustle culture and um, thinking that there's a get-rich-quick scheme or a quick fix or something like that, which I've personally found to be, like, very, very harmful, not only from a business perspective, but from a spiritual community spaceholder pers- perspective, is that, like, you really need to learn how to understand the concepts of where these ideals might be coming into play in like your own belief system and how you can still create a space that's uplifting and inspiring and inspires joy and bliss, but also creates the space for people to feel vulnerable safely and people to really open up and to trust. And how can you make sure that you're creating spaces that no matter who walks into the door you are making sure that it's accessible and it feels good and people don't feel like they're 
either being ignored or left behind or that their experience isn't understood by the practitioner or understood by the other people in the room. And so it honestly, this kind of stuff can happen in a really subconscious way sometimes, especially when we haven't taken the time to really do more training on how to hold space, on how to understand uh, these kinds of things. And so I feel that that's really the dive that I've been going on this year, too, is that like when I first learned how to build my coaching business and how to build, you know, Radiate Sunshine, my online brand, I learned a lot of different philosophies on sales, on marketing, on different things like that. And I really think that the coaching industry overall has got a bad rap over the last bad rep, whatever the word is, over the last like year or so. So at the end of last year, I was like at the end of 2022, I was on a deep dive and really exploring the ethics of the coaching industry and you know people were getting called out for selling programs that didn't actually provide any value and it was all fluff uh you know the energetically aligned to abundance and money will drop into your bank account sort of stuff which is true in some aspects and in other aspects there's different circumstances that need to be addressed and acknowledged in order for it to be a safe space for people and in order for you to not necessarily get people in a space where they think that like they're doing something wrong if it doesn't instantaneously happen and how can you hold the duality of like having a great money mindset being able to be in a really creative innovative visionary space while also being trauma informed and knowing that like we also need to ground that down into our reality. And what I mean by grounding it down into our reality is acknowledging the impacts that oppression has on certain communities and the acknowledging the privilege that some of us have and how are we going to navigate those spaces so that we can ensure that we are not just completely contributing to the things in our society that are causing so much harm and trauma for people like how can you create a space that you know acknowledges the beautiful concepts that we're wanting to teach especially on you know on instagram you see it so much it's like all these lifestyle sort of brands where you're talking about like luxurious trips and apartments and all sorts of stuff like that which i think it's beautiful to want those things But I also feel that there's a huge shift in the collective energy that's needed to happen for years, but people are just now talking about it more, including myself, because I feel like it's been hard for me to find the words to like pinpoint what it was that didn't feel in alignment for me. But now I'm like, I know exactly what I'm trying to talk about. I know exactly what it is now. And it's that like, Those kinds of things are great to want. Like, if you want to make a million dollars, hell yeah, that is amazing. You should definitely strive for that and work for that. And, like, it can happen, you know? Like, we have the opportunity to tap into so much expansive abundance financially, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, relationally, and the communities that we're building, too, and all of the other stuff that has nothing to do with material stuff, but has so much to do with the depth and richness of the quality of space that we hold. But 
at the same time, when it comes to that, we have to understand, like, you aren't doing all of this just for yourself. You aren't creating this business just for your benefit. You are creating this business to actually be of service to other people and to create a space of healing, transformation, and impact. And you can't get caught up in like all of this banter that we see that's rooted in capitalist, colonialist, oppressive mind states that have been packaged up really pretty and sold to you as spiritual. It's just... It's just not it. And it's literally not sustainable. (laughs) And so what I think is sustainable for soulful entrepreneurs going forward in 2024 is being able to create a business that might take some time in the beginning. You know, it might take some time for you to learn the skills, to implement them, to grow your community, to start enrolling clients. And like, yes, this can happen so fast for some people and for others, it might take longer and that's okay. Your process is perfect. I'm not going to be the coach that you'll come to that's going to be like, yeah, I'm going to teach you how to make a million dollars in your sleep, like, or be a lazy millionaire, you know, like that kind of stuff is... Like, it's good to lead with pleasure and it's good to lead with the things that feel good in your body. But at the same time, you have to be realistic with the amount of discipline and consistency and intention that comes into building a business that's going to make you financially stable, to bring in a lot of income, and to also provide a really good service for your clients. Because honestly, your business is not going to last if you're just selling fluff. Like... It's just not like that. Those days are over (laughs) and they should have never even done been here to begin with. Okay. But with that being said, for soulful entrepreneurs in 2024, my biggest suggestions or tips going into it first and foremost is to get super clear on what it is that you are doing for your clients. Yes, niching down, but really mastering your messaging. What is it that you're solving? What problems are you solving? What outcomes are you bringing to your clients? How specific can you get? Remember, when it comes to this kind of stuff, you want to make sure that people aren't reading your copy and are like inferring their own meaning. So for example, one thing that I would always say in the past that you guys have probably seen me say is live your purpose, live in alignment with your dharma, which in the context of the way I'm teaching it is meaning in your business, in your leadership, and also in your yoga practice, in your spiritual practice, how can you bring your soul in alignment? Like how can you bring your body to be in alignment with what your soul came here to do in this lifetime? But if I just say live your purpose, I mean, anybody could look at that and infer their own meaning. Like there's so many purposes in this world. So like that's not that's not um, going to help people understand what it is that you're doing. And so <laughs> that was a really big thing that I've been uh, mastering as I have been journeying in this is how clear can we get in your messaging, right? So if you're somebody who's a spiritual entrepreneur and you have so many different things that you do, and I know that you do because you're a visionary and you want to help everybody and you're probably really creative and you probably have a bunch of different ideas, I know. But when it comes to your messaging, you want to be as crystal freaking clear as to what problem you're solving and what outcome you're bringing to your clients, because that is going to 
beat like night and day when it comes to the success of your business. And so it takes some time to really condense it down and get it clear. But the clearer you are, the more it's going to convert, which means more um, more paying clients, more success in business, more people that you get to serve, and all that good stuff. <laughs> Step number two which comes with this is marketing, marketing. So I have been assessing this for the last year, trying to find what resonates with me because sometimes it can be the wild west when it comes to marketing, especially when it comes to how can we market in a way that is in integrity with our values and that actually shows our clients the transformation that we can provide without making big fluffy promises that end up actually just being harmful to our clients rather than helpful. Um, And so for me, it's really important to help people understand the beliefs that need to be shifted in order to step into this new like chapter of their, their lives. And so I believe that it's so beautiful to talk, again, like so beautiful to talk about the outcomes, so beautiful to talk about the possibilities and expansive energy, and it's also really helpful to talk about the amount of discipline and consistency and the fact that like your clients also need to hold up their end of the stick you know like one of the things that I've heard is the more money you invest the more that you expand Um, and the more like money that you invest the more that you level up and so that can be true in certain aspects but it's not necessarily true just from spending the money alone like it's not really about like Oh, if you spend more money here, then you're magically going to transform into a new being. When people invest higher ticket in things, they do have more of a drive to commit to it based on their financial investment. And so it's your job as the coach to then show up based on, you know, the quality that you are wanting to provide to your clients. So if someone's investing in a higher ticket package, then it's your responsibility as the coach to show up for them as consistently as possible to deliver what you said you were going to in the beginning, which I mean, you would think this is common sense, but unfortunately this is one of the reasons why the coaching industry has got a bad rap because of this kind of messaging. And so I really want to start talking about this stuff more because it's important. Um, And I think that like some people are like the whole coaching industry sucks and, you know, people don't trust the coaching industry sometimes because of this and I will say that there are bad apples in every industry and you can spot it based on how you're feeling and based on the information that like you're being told and there's things to look out for when it comes to this such as rags to riches stories or promising that you're gonna make six figures in like a week things like that um are, you know, the rags to riches stories might be true for some people, but a lot of people do use that in marketing. And I think that it's good to share your story, but it's also important to be real with your clients and the people that you're serving where like, look, like 
this might not happen for everybody, but you're still going to have the tools to be able to build something that's sustainable long term. And I think that that's the shift that needs to happen in general with the way that coaching is approached because a lot of times you know you paint this beautiful picture of the outcome and then the client is like super excited about that which is amazing but even like with the success stories like that's dependent on the resources that that person has their skills and experiences and all of that thing and so what happens is like people get caught up in a comparison or they're like what isn't working why is it you know and it's like it just takes time like that's something that really actually helped me a lot this year was I had or like in 2023 I had a mentor her name is Melissa Ruiz I love her so much she's great And the biggest transformation in her business coaching program for me wasn't necessarily as much about the strategy, but the amount of peace and ease that came to my body when I realized that this is something that I'm going to be doing for the rest of my life. So there isn't really a need to try to force things or to try to rush things or to try to have a sense of like desperation of like this needs to work now or else. That kind of energy will literally burn you out in your business and is not sustainable at all. And is there any success that you end up getting overnight that's actually sustainable? How many people actually start something and then it just ends up being successful immediately with no mistakes, no change in direction, nothing like that. Like none of that actually happens the way that the coaching industry paints it in the marketing at times. And so I think that it's really important to talk about, especially because I've been working with a lot of clients recently where, you know, I'll see it like they're successful, they're doing well, they're making a lot of really beautiful progress, but still are in this cycle of like, it needs to happen now. Like, what am I doing wrong or being really hard on themselves. And that kind of thing will definitely burn you out. And it sucks the joy and pleasure out of your business. And so I'm a big fan of building your business with ease, building your business with pleasure, leading with that, making it as fun as possible. And I feel that it's really important to lead with that. Like you should build something that inspires the fuck out of you. You should build something that you are excited to come back to every day. And being able to do that in combination with having a bomb strategy that you can follow that you know is going to work and that you know is going to be consistent and having the resources and tools, whether it be a trusted mentor or a community group that you're in or a go-to podcast, books, free resources. Like there's so many things that you can lean on. Although I definitely do recommend being able to take a full-blown training with somebody's eyes on your business because that's really where you're going to get the most value. Otherwise, DIYing it takes so much longer and can be a lot harder for a lot of reasons. And so I definitely recommend being able to find a program or a resource that's going to help you get direct support with the questions that you have. And this is something that I also obviously help my clients with as well. But with that being said, we're in it for the long run. Like this isn't something that 
you're just going to magically create in two seconds. Like you're building something that is going to create a big impact in the world. This is going to change your life. And that deserves to take some time for you to really master your craft. And I don't say that in a way of like, okay, well, now you can continue to stay stuck in your imposter syndrome and your shit that's holding you back and all of your self-doubt. No, it still takes discipline, consistency, and being able to walk yourself back out of those feelings of like the not being good enough, not being able to do this. All of the stories that you tell yourself about, I can't, I can't, I can't, not going to be helpful for you in the long run. And so I'm not saying that, but show up to your business and show up to what you're wanting to do for your life and create every single day. Even if you only have 30 minutes, an hour, make the time for the things that you are really wanting to call forth into reality. And even if you're feeling scared to put yourself out there, practice doing it anyways. Practice just putting things out there, seeing how it works, and going from there and taking everything as market research. I think that sometimes we take it so personally. And the reality is nobody's thinking about you as much as you think. <laughs> nobody's thinking about you as much as you think they're thinking about you. Everybody's really in their own stuff. And so just put yourself out there, have fun and see what happens. And so that's really a piece of when it comes to marketing is like, you know, being able to have a really good message, a really good mission, a really clear problem that you solve, and also having the courage to put yourself out there, create content around that, and know that there's a difference between creating just like general cutesy content and content that converts. And so with that being said, the next thing is actually providing a beautiful service to your clients, being thorough with how you show up, you know, like it, you can't just charge a bunch of money and then not actually provide the value that you're charging in the beginning. Like, again, this is something that you would think is common sense, but unfortunately, um, some people didn't get the memo. And so... (laughs) With that being said, like when you're creating your first coaching program, I'm not saying to overgive or to spread yourself super thin, but make sure that you're providing a good service to your clients. Get a pre and middle like survey is like how are your clients doing? What are they liking? What are the goals they're wanting to reach? Where are they still feeling stuck? Get a post survey that tells you what you know, they thought could be improved and what, like maybe things they enjoyed about the program, obviously as well. And, but taking that feedback and continuing to refine it as you grow, knowing that there's no problem with needing to refine that. And at the end of the day, it's going to just make you a better and better practitioner and the better experience that your clients have, not only Is it amazing for them and makes them feel good about their purchase, makes them feel good about being in your space and community, but it's also really great for your business, like reviews and people's experience in your program is literally crucial to being able to continue to grow and sustain your business. Like how many of us go to buy something online or go to a restaurant and the first thing we do is go look at the reviews. Like I know I do that. And so that's why it's so important to provide a good service to your clients and also take a like trauma-informed 
education, um, either like workshops or read up. This is something that I help my clients with as well in my mentorships and programs is creating trauma-informed spaces, which if you haven't learned about that yet, it's mostly being mindful of your language and making sure that you're not excluding anybody through the words that you're speaking. It is the way that you show up as a practitioner, the way that you acknowledge the spaces that you're holding and make sure that they are accessible through even looking at who's showing up. Like, do you have a diverse space or is it all people of privilege that are in your space and those in marginalized communities don't feel comfortable to be in the space, which is why they're not there. So why is that? And then finding ways to refine, to do better at creating a space that feels safe for diverse communities to be in. And also being able to, like one big thing in this too, is being able to be real about the human experience, right? So that's why I talk a lot about suffering and bliss and joy and sadness and all of that stuff. Because if you're just talking about like the positives and trying to shift everybody to be super high vibe all the time, and anytime that somebody has any sort of like misdirection from that kind of thinking, then you make them feel like, oh, you should be doing better. You should be thinking positively. You should be in this level of vibration because if you're not, then you're only attracting negative to your life. It's like, yes, in a sense that is true. And I definitely do believe in the power of manifestation and law of attraction and all that good stuff. But, you know, if somebody's like in the midst of having a hard time that's not helpful you know I can't even tell you how many people when I literally lost my mom would try to tell me (laughs) that I needed to like think positively or be at a higher vibration or like you know something along those lines I'm like these people are relentless I'm like just let me live let me cry over my mother (laughs) hello And so that's like what I'm saying is like, that's really harmful, you know, so a good way to approach somebody or to hold space for somebody so I can give you a tangible example um, that is in grief or even yourself, you know, that's why showing up for yourself really mirrors how you show up for other people, especially your clients, but also in all of your interpersonal relationships. But okay, so like if somebody is in grief, and they are crying in your space, the best thing to do is to allow them to sit with that emotion to be present with it, to feel it in their bodies, and to deepen their capacity to sit with it. So if you're trying to like shift out of it, quickly and that's what happens with like the toxic positivity stuff and like all of that what happens is then you're not taught to actually like regulate your nervous system and sit with the hard stuff so you end up just going into like a state of numbing so those kinds of things can actually be used to like basically disassociate you from your reality same thing with practitioners though it's like if you aren't able to hold the space for your clients that might be having a more hard time in difficult time and you just want them to like just think 
you know, always be on a high vibration, that's not really helpful for long-term sustainable healing. It might be helpful in the moment to feel good, to mask it up, to put a little Band-Aid over it, but eventually the Band-Aid's going to fall off, the wound's going to be there, and it wasn't taken care of in the beginning. So that's a part of what I'm talking about, is like how to hold space for people of all walks of life, for people that are have all different types of experiences, because we all have a different human experience. And so this isn't about like understanding each piece of the human experience and being the know-all be-all for all of it, because that's literally never going to happen, um, because none of us are like... <laughs> the know-all be-all for everybody else's individual experience. And if you feel like you are, that's not (laughs) trauma-informed. Oh, my God. (laughs) But (laughs) with that being said, there are certain skills that you can learn to refine to be able to hold a really beautiful space for your people to feel safe and comfortable. And so that's what I'm trying to get at. And so you can hold that vibe throughout every single aspect of your business. It's not only in the holding space, like directly in sessions in workshops and classes, but it's also the way that you market. It's the way that you hold your enrollment calls. It's the way that you do your messaging. It's the way that you literally show up to every single facet of your life. And so that is what I am excited to continue to dive into in 2024 is how to build a business that is sustainable for you long-term, that your nervous system is going to love, you are going to love. And when challenging things come up, you're going to know how to navigate it. You're going to have the skills, you're going to have the tools, and you're also going to carry that energy towards forward towards your clients and help them too to support them in creating a system that's sustainable for their nervous system and where they're at and it's really about meeting yourself where you're at meeting your clients where they're at and where do you go from there and how do you continue to create a beautiful ripple impact in this world and so I think that there's such a need to talk about these things there's such a need for this shift in the ways that we approach our soul business, our spiritual businesses. And I'm so excited about this. And this is really where I've been diving deep. As I said in the beginning of the episode, I just started grad school to become a therapist, which has been a dream of mine for many years, as well as building Radiate Sunshine. And so when it comes to being a therapist, you know, I really love the ways that we're so much more gentle with our clients in therapy, whereas like coaching is more like you have a specific goal, you want to reach it, and there's a lot of like fiery inspiration. And I think having a good balance of both is really important as a coach so that you can be mindful of your clients and the ways in which we naturally grow and make changes because honestly change usually happens little by little moment by moment step by step it's not always something that's like oop it's instantaneous and like I just took a pill and now I'm rich like get rich quick quick schemes get rich quick schemes that sounds like a tongue twister if you say it super fast (laughs) but yeah like that kind of thing like that's the stuff that is not in alignment for me and it's really my mission to be able to find ways in which to hold the beautiful aspects of 
being excited, inspired, in energetic alignment with your soul's purpose, your highest truth, which is also, you know, building a beautiful life for yourself on this earth while we're here. And how do you use the resources that you have to pour back into your community and to be of service for other people and uplift the collective energy? Like, when we say we are one, it doesn't mean, like, that you get that you ignore other people and what they're experiencing for your own benefit. You always want to think about how can you be of service to the community and uplift the spaces that you're in if you have the capacity to do so. And if you feel like you don't have the capacity to do so in that moment, how can you reach out for support from others and voice where you're at, you know? And so I feel that That is the direction that the coaching industry is going in. And, you know, we've been having these conversations for years, but I really feel that I'm seeing a big shift and more people are talking about this. And I'm really happy and grateful because that is something that I've been really grappling with is like, what information do I take in as the truth and what information do I let go of? What, you know, just finding the golden nuggets within it. And I think that we're going to be in a really good space when we start to talk about our businesses in a way that is, again, trauma-informed, sustainable, that doesn't, you know, promise overnight success and more so teaches us how to have the skills to continue to move forward each and every day because that's the reality of human experience. And I really respect leaders that talk about these things in this way and that are real and authentic and and things like that. And so this is... As the year continues, you're going to be hearing a lot more about this from me. You are going to be hearing a lot about how to build your business, everything from the strategy to the mindset to the emotional and spiritual healing. And within all of that comes with deepening your leadership and showing up powerfully in your leadership and being able to trust in your decisions and be confident in how you show up and hold space and so I'm so excited for this and I'm so excited for the clarity that I feel and what I'm sharing with you all and it feels really good and with that being said too interweaving yogic philosophy and eastern philosophy in all of this so that we can utilize our spiritual practice to support us in our business and leadership and to use it in a way to really bring more depth and richness to how we show up for ourselves and how we show up for others rather than necessarily using the spiritual practice as just a manifestation tool for more money, for more materialistic things and stuff like that. Because yes, that comes and it will come and it's still like, I'm not saying that that's bad, But I feel that it's more sustainable when we learn how to deepen our capacity with how we show up for ourselves and others above the materialistic um, focus. And so 
With that being said, that's a wrap. As you can tell, I have so much to share with you all. I'm so excited and I feel so inspired. And 2024 is going to be such a beautiful year. Stay tuned for next week's episode. I have some really exciting things to share with you all. But for now, if you resonated with this episode, if you have any questions, if anything came up that you were like, yes, that message me on Instagram. My handle is radiate sunshine yoga. Or if you're on my email list, you can email me back to any of the emails that I'm sending and I will get your response. So excited to hear from you. Share with me what you're excited to create in your business in 2024. And with that, I will see you next week. Thank you so much for sharing space with me today. Thank you for listening and thank you for being a part of this community. I appreciate you deeply.